Hello and welcome back to Tells. Episode 99. Whoa. Pin ultimate episode of the Tells podcast. Is it? Welcome, Andrew Neamey. Hi. Why do you sound in disbelief? Not so much disbelief, but have you told anyone else that? Yeah, we spoke about it last week. Did we? Yeah. You said, what are we going to do at episode 100? Mm-hmm. And I said, we're going to shut down the podcast. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, so, but nobody probably took you seriously if that's all you said. Somebody wrote in. So, and said, and said, good, thank God. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> you guys got to get out of the closet. Is the podcast really over? Sad face. From Jonathan. I would expect a lot more of those once they find out you're serious. But, oh well. What can you do? Life goes on. So, yeah, I think in its current state or in its current iteration, Tell's podcast is... um, Served its purpose, run its course? Complete, I think. I think, I mean, you can think about it maybe as like the end of season one. Maybe we'll come back for season two for another hundred episodes. This happened uh, to me before when I had a previous podcast and we said basically the same thing. But you didn't have a hundred episodes. You had like 20. Right. Maybe. If that, you maybe had like five. No, we had like 25 or 30. Dan can confirm who is a listener of the Tells podcast. Yes. One of our biggest fans. How many Vegas Grinders episodes were there? (laughs) I would for sure bet over 20 if you want to take Dave that Ferrara, how many episodes of the Vegas Grinders podcast were there? I think there were like 10, 15 no max. No chance. No chance. There's definitely more than that. You did 25? Yeah, or 30 maybe, I think. Definitely this was, uh, not. This was a fixture in the poker world for a very brief moment. Vegas Grinders. Were you doing multiple episodes were, a week? You were on the podcast too. I was. <laughs> uh, no, we weren't doing multiple a week. So there's no way you had you did. Did you do it for more than a year? No, we did it for like half a year, I think. And you weren't doing it every week. Almost every week, yeah. So there's no way you have thirty episodes. <laughs> I think so, but we'll have Dan let us know if he's so inclined to find that number for us. Yeah, Dan, please let us know. Anyway, so we can settle this. Div- dispute anyway uh we when we had that podcast there was like a couple changes dave got a new job i think i can't remember why else maybe dan started a a new role with unlv as well and uh i nothing really major change in my life but we said we were going to take a break hiatus and then come back maybe stronger than ever and then we never came back okay (laughs) so Yes, I'm just saying, when you say this is uh, the end of season one. It, it I said podcast. maybe. I mean, right. it might never come back. Right. But I would rather have it end mm-hmm. than just like stop making the podcast and not say anything. Because that irks me when people make stuff and I enjoy it. And then they just like fall off the face of the earth. Yeah. Without saying, I broke a leg. Do like think, it doesn't matter what happens. Like you can change your mind. Do you think you do you think the host owes it to their listeners to say what's up? Yes. It's like when you have a movie with a terrible ending. Yeah. Where it's not even like you can insert yourself and 
close the loop. You know, mm-hmm. the ending has just like, there's no way to know. You can't even guess what might have happened because everything seems ridiculous. Yeah. <sighs> I don't like that. So I won't do that. Well, that's nice of you to be looking out for there. You know, it's for myself too, because I don't like it. Yeah. Okay. Did you have closure when you broke up with your girlfriends? Did you have a conversation about, hey, this is why it's not working? Or did you just like have a big fight and walk away and never say? (laughs) I think probably some from column A, some from column B. You just broke up with somebody with no closure? Um... Well, I think I think there was I think there was times where it definitely could have been ha- handled more maturely, but some yeah, some it was just like yeah, this is uh, kind of pointless or whatever. Well, I'm not saying the podcast is pointless, mm-hmm. so don't put your don't put this podcast. I was just talking about my in that <laughs> category of relationship. <laughs> I would never compare this podcast to some of my relationships. No. So I think we should talk about that this week, so that next week we can have a fun final episode and not only that next week is the end of summer fall equinox is it not so i think it's like perfect time to like transition go into hibernation yeah (laughs) so we should probably release we should probably record the podcast on like friday or something release it on saturday on the equinox just like Okay. That's maybe. Cool. Or maybe a Monday, whatever. But <laughs> we released an episode on Tuesday and uh the previous mentioned Dan Mahalski got all upset with us because it was different than usual. So if that one day brought some uh you know, some disruption to his life, imagine what ending the podcast is gonna do. Sorry, Dan. It's not just Dan. Or maybe everyone will just not care. They'll just listen to some other podcasts. Who knows? Who yeah. really knows? Raising the Nets has started a podcast, Jody and Trevor. So if you maybe get sad, not listening to Tells, you can go and check out their podcast. Mm -hmm. A poker player and his significant other. Yeah. What else have you got to say for yourself today? Today? About that or what? Do you want to end that topic and move on or no? It's up to you. Do you have anything else to add to this topic? Um, Yeah, I'm I'm probably going to miss the podcast a lot. That much I'm pretty sure of miss these uh nice fun conversations i will miss the podcast too i won't miss uh you worrying about any editing it why were you worried about my worry because i care about you i don't think you loved editing a podcast that's not true you loved editing a podcast i didn't say i didn't love it I mean, it's like everything else. There's some days that are better than others. And some episodes where I'm like, oh, God, this is so shit. Mm -hmm. So I don't think that's fair to say I don't think you didn't love it. Like, do you love editing every single one of your vlogs? No. Nope. So that's not to say that you don't, don't love editing your vlog because there are episodes that you really enjoy editing, no? I don't know if I love editing at all. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. That's news. Is it? Editing is a grind. It's probably, it's, I mean, it's got to be my least favorite part of the whole thing. It's just great when you have a finished product and the only way to get to that finished product is to grind through the editing. So it's 
you know, there's having that finished thing and clicking upload is the best feeling, but, uh, you gotta crawl through the, through, through the grind of the edit. Yeah. You see, I don't really have a problem with the grind because you know that that's part of anything. Like if I said, I'm going to become a ballerina, you're going to have janky toes, mm-hmm. but there's the idea is to find something that there's more of the good than the shit right or sure. not even more but like the the good is fills you up more than the parts that are not so fun like whatever that is mm-hmm. so i don't know if you can escape that i don't believe in like do what you love and you'll never work a day in your life work is fun work is part of the life experience i don't see how you don't work and feel fulfilled and not work as in like hard work that you hate i just don't i don't understand that yeah i don't know so maybe i'm immature about it or something but that's how i feel about what editing no i don't think it's immaturity like you have to pick what does gary v say gary v says you have to pick your shit sandwich because everybody in whatever you do you're gonna have a shit sandwich so like oh, he says what you is should find a sandwich that doesn't taste like shit no he yeah. says you have to pick your the sand the shit sandwich that you're willing to nope. eat. Nope, nope, that's not what he says. Oh, maybe he's changed his tune. But I remember, like two years ago, that was his thing that you yeah, pick maybe. your shit sandwich. Maybe he's contradicting himself over the years. I don't know, but he says find what, find a sandwich that doesn't taste like shit. Yeah, I don't see how you don't eat a shit sandwich because like. The only reason or the only way to feel joy is from the contrast. Like knowing what sadness feels like is the way to feel joy because you have something to contrast it to. So knowing that you're unfulfilled mm-hmm. is the only way to know that, oh, I, I felt like this when I was unfulfilled and I feel like this now. Maybe this is fulfillment or the way to fulfillment. So I don't know how you get one without the other. Like you have to have a shit sandwich in order to have the gourmet meal. He says that he uh, pictures his family uh, dying. He like takes time yeah. out of each day to think about it, like if they died or something. Yeah, that's weird. And that's how he feels better about everything else in life. Yeah, but also that's a contrast, right? Like the contrast of saying all of this is not worthwhile stressing about or feeling bad about because the thing that would gut me the most is if one of my family members got sick or died and that would be true suffering or whatever which up to you each to his own i don't i don't spend time thinking of my family dying yeah i don't know i mean i think i feel like i'm like more of like a big picture kind of a person and then like when i get down into the uh the nitty-gritty of various things that it like wears me out and slows me down sometimes mm. like both with poker and like with the uh, the editing stuff i mean once i get into the editing groove it's i can kind of like just power through it i guess but when you have the eight hours or 12 hours of editing ahead of you it's like very daunting and sometimes i procrastinate with that yeah like i always procrastinate before i sit down and like clean up the podcast but i think i have to take that time to mm-hmm. just decompress after talking, you know. But sure. 
I don't know. Maybe some people don't. Maybe some people shoot stuff and then just sit down and edit, or they make a podcast and then just sit down and get right to the edit. Maybe I'm sure there's someone out there that does. Yeah, and that's great. That's great. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Maybe there'll be an episode 101 in a couple of weeks. No, there isn't <laughs> going to be. Maybe there was. Yeah, but uh, yeah, you see, Unlikely, that's, but... that's where, uh, yeah, that's where we differ. You just want to see, like I have to decide. Okay. Because if we just see. I'm just saying, can't say never, but. I, I didn't I... say there's never going to be another Tells podcast, but yeah. I said in this, in its current iteration. Yep. It's not even like, you know, I'm sad about it or I don't like to do it or I'm finding less joy. Think I don't, I just don't feel like it's valuable, or maybe I just don't feel like I have anything valuable to say, and I don't want to just put hot air out into the world. <laughs> Nobody needs that. I don't know if that's true. I don't think it's true. I highly doubt that that's true. I think anytime we have a topic that you provide some interesting insight, even if you're not an expert on it, but just your life experiences and the way that you communicate, I think people dig. Yeah. You have a South African accent. And yeah, this is not to like call for pleading of, you know, not stopping the podcast or like, oh yeah, but it, it is really valuable. It's not like trying to fish for compliments. I think it's been great. Like I've learned so much about, you know, audio, uh, <laughs> Closets, <laughs> closets, closets. You know, absorbing sound. Right, echo. I've learned a lot about Andrew. I've learned a lot about myself, and I think that's the biggest part. Like I've learned enough enough about myself to know that I probably need to do something else for the time being. All right. See you guys in episode one hundred and one when Boosie tells us what she's up to. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so how are you? Tell us about your week with your big score at the home game, run it up home game. Oh, yeah. That's you've right. already made a video about that. Do we need to talk about that? Everybody's seen that now, right? Well, I didn't really talk. I only talked about the one hand. So I didn't mention that it went really well, but they might have seen the live stream. So, mm. I mean, I don't know how many people actually watch that. I think we got like a thousand or two thousand viewers or something. Yeah. Live streams are pretty intense. That's just a big time commitment it's like five hours and even then like i don't know what it is that you could be doing without needing your senses needing your senses you said people have it in the background at work right what type of work are you doing like the only thing you know if like i was just like data entering doesn't need me to use any other even then you still might make some mistakes that yeah that data but I don't know. I don't know what you're doing. Maybe like drawing. I don't have a lot of things that I'm doing that don't require Full audio attention. as well. So I wouldn't be able to listen to that audio as well as your audio. Yeah. You know. I honestly don't know either. I wonder how that works. But you, I mean, like poker. You said, like, if you're playing poker, you said you, you used to listen to. Sure, if you're you grinding online. Streams. Yeah, if you're grinding online, then you can have it in the background and sort of tune in, tune out. If you're card dead, folding a lot of hands and stuff, pay attention a little more. And then when you're in a hand, 
kind of just focus on the hand itself uh i don't know i would i would be one i would be curious to know if you watch like a uh like a twitch streamer or something how you're able to watch if they're streaming for like you know five to eight hours or something do you sit down and watch it like on the couch or is it in the background while you're doing something else on your computer i'd be interested to hear or maybe none of our audience watches twitch streams whatsoever which is also a possibility but uh five hours of the run it up live home game it was a good five hours for me yeah i was the only winner on the show this week you won all the money pretty much all the money to be won you won (laughs) Because if nobody else was a winner, that means you won all the money, no? All the money, yeah. I won all the winnings. This is my third time on the on the show. First time was abysmal. Second time was good. Third time was good. So we're in the black for now on the show. That's good. So how does that make you feel? Do you feel confident to go tackle? Are you going to play poker today? Um, or not how sure. how soon do you get back into back on the horse? Yeah, start. after a big win. Normally, right away. Normally, I would be out there probably uh, the next day as a full time professional poker player. But the next day, I can't remember if I was editing the next day or we took a day off or something. We? I not we, but yeah. but anyway, I, I wanted to put together a video from one fun hand that happened. So that was on my YouTube channel now. And, but yeah, normally I would just get right back out there. Mm. Hopefully not have any winner's tilt. Sometimes I would. What, what what would that look like? Just giving away all the money that you won? Some just, of it? Winner's tilt is like assuming everything is going to go as well as it did in the previous session. And that like you can play a bunch of hands and you'll find a way to make them win or they'll just naturally win. But do you feel like you were just playing a bunch of hands and they were all working or what? If you took a minute now to evaluate the session that you played on, right. was it like just running good? Did you play well? Uh, what was? It was a combination. Whenever you have like a really good session, it's usually finding yourself in good situations and also playing those situations as well as other situations optimally or close to it. It all sort of like jumbles and meshes together when you think back on it. And so you think, okay, well, as long as I'm in there in the mix, good things are going to happen. You don't like consciously think that, but you can have a tendency to do that, call a hand or play a hand and just think that you'll find yourself in another good situation or you'll be able to play your way out of a bad situation or something when the combination of factors might not be there the the next day. How can you guarantee that the combination of factors are there the next day? (laughs) You can't come you can't guarantee the combination of factors, but you can guarantee the the good foundation, the starting point, you know, the good baseline of strategy, which is, you know, playing certain hands from certain spots and putting certain hands into three bet ranges and not too many hands into the three bet ranges and folding appropriately, which most people end up not folding as often as they should when what whichever type of tilt that they're on. Whichever type of tilt that they're on. So Yeah, like you can be on or- yeah, you could be on the the usual tilt when you're stuck and then playing hands to get even. Mm-hmm. Or you could be on winner's tilt when you're up a bunch recently and just assuming everything's going to go well, regardless of the hands you're playing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you got to be disciplined in both regards, which is not fun, but got to do it. 
It's not fun to be disciplined. Folding is boring. <laughs> More fun to gamble. At least for some of us. Some people like really take joy in being a nit. They're like very proud of themselves in the moment. <laughs> what, they're not proud of themselves at the end of the day or what? That too. I mean, I'm proud of myself after the, yeah, at the end of the day when I did not tilt or I played well and I won money. Right. Uh, some people are like very happy to like make folds that they should. Whereas for me, <laughs> for me, it's like painful. It's painful to make folds that you should make. Right. Oh. Sometimes, yeah. Why is that? Well, first of all, you guarantee that you don't win the pot, the money. You're just trying to get a feeling? Well, like, like... think of it this way. Say you have an advertising agency and you you are coming up with like a creative uh, pitch for a product to present to that company on how you want to present that product. Folding would be like saying, ah, oh, we can't come up with anything good. I'm just going to forget it. We'll, we'll pitch someone else. Okay. But, you know, persevering would be like, come on, guys, we can do this. We can find a way to really present this product to the world in a way that they'll really enjoy and they'll, they'll really see the value in this product. I don't know how good an analogy that is, <laughs> but okay. <laughs> you know, like it would, it would be like admitting that you can't come up with like anything creative. I or, don't think that's the same as or you gambling. Can't, you can't tell the story of, you know, what the, what the company had in mind and that you just admit defeat. No, <laughs> I don't think that's gambling at all. I think that's a great I analogy think, that I just came up with. I think that's not a very good analogy. Okay, how so? Because I think gambling is knowingly doing something that is out of the bounds. So not coming up with a pitch or coming up with a bit like that's your job. So you might come up with a bad pitch, right. but gambling would be dressing the queen in or having images of the queen in a bikini. That's a gamble. <laughs> but like if that's going to sell the product, like you think that the market... It could go either way, right? That's a gamble. And uh, a fold would be, or a nitty play would be like, okay, dress the queen in pearls and her jacket that she usually wears, <laughs> but she's recognizable as the queen. You're saying you're going to do more damage than good dressing her in a bikini. So it's better to just fold rather than. I'm not saying that or because take the, nitty a, route. the gamble could pay off, but the gamble could ruin you as well. Right. Not coming up with a pitch is not going to ruin you. You're yeah. just going to go find more mediocre I clients. I let's put the queen in a bikini. But that's not what you said. I'm okay. saying like if you're going to gamble, then you should put the queen in a bikini. <laughs> and if you're not going to gamble, like if you're going to be a nit, then put the queen in her pearls and her jacket that she usually wears anyway. Give her a nice purse. As but what? Say, like, what if they don't want that, the client? They don't want the usual. But that's the thing. Like, if you're trying to, like, you, so you got the business, right? Yeah. Well, for your advertising agency. Sure. Or they, yeah. I mean, they can still walk away because yeah. they can say, this is crazy. <laughs> right. But you can say, we've done the research and putting the queen, which is like, I've read this player mm -hmm. and he's full of shit. <laughs> so putting the queen in a bikini is going to pay off. <laughs> right. <laughs> So I think your analogy was not that good. <laughs> I still think it was pretty good, but whatever. I came up with the the 
metaphor on a whim here, so it's probably not going to be perfect. I didn't say it has to be perfect. I just said it wasn't that good. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, we're just going to have to agree to disagree here. <laughs> okay. Speaking of discipline and uh, knitting and putting the queen in a bikini. Oh, before we go to that, I love William Burr. I don't know if I've said this on the podcast before, but if you haven't seen, what is it? Paper Tiger? Yeah, but most people probably know him as Bill Burr. Everybody knows that the short for William is Bill in this United States of America and around the world. So, and I'm just saying it's on Netflix. So if you go and look up Paper Tiger on Netflix, you'll be like, ah, <laughs> William Bill. Okay, I get it. Okay, check it out. <sighs> awesome Netflix comedy special. What did you think? You only gave it a seven. I gave it a seven and a half. Out of 10. Because yeah. you what? Nitty with your laughs? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If no, if, if you don't give me like, you know, a proper belly laugh or whatever it's called, then how could it be, you know, up there in the top tier of like nines and tens? But why do you think you can't laugh? It's not that. Um, it's just something about like, it's not that I didn't find it, you know, reasonably funny. Thought I did. Just didn't find it hilarious. That's all. But- but you couldn't even good. tell me what you do find hilarious. So you just don't think life is that funny. Uh, you think life is serious. I, th- and a- I think I like, uh, I don't know. It's hard to say. I mean, I definitely like self-deprecating stuff. I told you I like Conan O'Brien a lot because he's often making fun of himself, being like a pasty white nerd kind of guy. So you like to laugh at the person. I like to laugh at a collective because I think that's much funnier because it's not like saying... Look at me with my crooked eye. Oh, and I so funny. Yeah, that's like, like more se- self-deprecating, right? It's like, I'm going to laugh at my shortcoming before you laugh at it. Yeah, but I also like Dave Chappelle. And I feel like he's a little bit more inventive. And like with his delivery and his, uh, his product, his stage product. I don't know how to describe it really, but it just feels a little bit more like, I don't want to say genius, but, uh, you know, just like really creative and the way he does his thing is like impressive but you didn't laugh at the dave Chappelle one either that's true so that's true you're just dead inside (laughs) (laughs) well there's so much comedy right now that's all about like society and everyone's talking about like how everyone's pc like this pc culture thing and everyone's taking aside like like all the comedians now which i i do agree with them by Mm -hmm. the way how everyone you know, this cancel culture thing is a big topic. And I, I like, we were talking about this a little bit, how I was saying that, you know, people can't seem to discern when a comedian is doing his act and he's performing. And it's like when they're in the arena of the, like the literal, the literal arena that people can't just let it be as, as like a performance. They sort of assume that like, since that guy said that, then I'm going to say, these things like at the grocery store checkout line or something. But it's like so much of the conversations and the topics are like so similar nowadays. It's like, okay, so we, you, we, you like, have a point of view. We get it. Like your presentation on it is like, it's decent. It's funny, but it's not like, oh my God, that's amazing. Okay. But when has comedy been about anything else than, than culture? culture? Yeah. I just feel like everyone's talking about the same shit right now. Maybe I'm just a little tired. Just a little sleepy. 
I haven't heard you laugh at anything really. <laughs> so I like uh I like cat tweets. I really get a good LOL out of those. So the cats should just have a Netflix special. <laughs> I would, I would dig that. Yeah, I would dig sixty minutes of yeah, cat comedy. Okay, so you just feel like that the comedy is too much of the same. What would you rather people be making fun of? Because I think you're forgetting that the reason it's so similar is because we're just so much more connected. Mm-hmm. So the story just travels. Yeah, and if attention is what people are after then it makes sense that we will be talking about the same things because everyone's trying to get attention while the getting is still to be got yep maybe so i still will wonder what andrew finds (laughs) funny you i find you funny you make me lol but I don't get paid like Bill Burr, you know? I don't get paid millions and millions and millions of dollars. Well, to, you haven't really tried, me. though. I haven't tried to, what, to be a comedian? To build a comedy career? Yeah, uh, yeah, no. Um, I don't, I haven't seen that in my... <laughs> tea in, leaves? Yeah, in the tea leaves. <laughs> in my crystal ball right. of life experience. Fair yeah. enough. Fair enough. There's this poker thing that we can mention, something that has to do with the Venetian and a tournament series or a tournament or a series of tournaments that they're planning on running that everyone's up in arms about. I don't know anything about this. Tell me about it. Well, I don't have all the details, but they don't really matter. The, The main point of contention is that the Venetian is running a tournament where they say there's a guaranteed prize pool. But anything over that guarantee, they're just going to take all the rake, all the money. What? Not, not just the rake, the money. Whoa, that's <laughs> very... Okay, so you can figure out how many people are in the thing, right? So you can that just... That will meet the guarantee, you mean? Yeah, so then you can just not play those tournaments. You cannot... If it gets up to a certain number? Yeah. Yeah, something like that. So again, I don't know all the exact details, like how that how that works and why that would work. Like, why would anybody... I guess if they think the field is really soft, then they'll get in there even though they're paying a ton of rake at that point. But that's not even like the thing that I don't really find the most interesting. Mm. What do you find the most interesting? So like this was, you know, getting a ton of tweets, right? This topic. Mm -hmm. This is the same casino that like the the owner single-handedly has done the most to stunt the growth of the entire industry. Okay. And now people are like up in arms about this tournament as if it's like <laughs> the most shocking thing yeah. in poker. Yeah, but people have such short attention spans. We just talked about that. You know, like they either forgot or don't care. Or... How is it possible? Just It's just life. It's just the life we live, the, li- the lives we live today. Yeah. I think that's why we have a lot of the experiences we do because... Sheldon Edelson wasn't canceled. It was pre-cancel culture, right? <laughs> but if he had been canceled, then people might remember it. I feel like he's somewhat canceled, but they don't care. And they still go. <laughs> yeah, because no the way. thing is like you 
I think people may maybe go, oh, he's got so much money or I don't have any way to move the needle. You know, I don't have any way to affect change. How would, I, I mean, guess, I think like, it's like so pretty many... easy to like not to vote with your dollars, even if it's a small amount, just like don't patronize that place mm-hmm. if you can, because that's like, a simple way. Like I saw on Instagram, there was a hair salon in Atlanta or something. I can't remember where exactly it was, where they would beat the patrons, like the owners were these like two assholes that would like, yeah, they would beat the ladies coming to get their hair done or whatever. Like if they had an, a disagreement or an altercation, they would, you know, like push them and hit them and people kept going because clearly the the braids were so good that people kept going to this hair salon until yeah. it came out on like Instagram and then people started thinking about it. Like, I don't know, you're sitting there getting your hair braided and a fellow woman is being beaten. Why don't you just get the hell up and leave? Right. But it's the I, same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's just maybe so insulated, like I'm just going to stay in my lane, mind my own business. Like I'm yeah. a poker player. I just want to make money for my family, which means maybe I have to go play at the Venetian sometimes because I don't know yes. the tournaments are good. I don't know. But I think I don't know why you wouldn't. Cause I'm just, yeah, I'm besides, just curious like, to understand it. Like I, I really don't get it. I don't understand the uh, how that works. You know? Like besides putting, like going to protest and you know standing outside in hundred degree weather at the Venetian, I think that's the easiest way to not go there. You mean? To, yeah, it's just to not go, yeah, and then tell your friends not to go either, because yeah, that's know. how you. How can one thing not create any uproar at all, and then this? <laughs> Because they probably don't believe it. They don't believe that he could single-handedly stunt the growth of poker, I feel of like the poker industry. I feel like it's common knowledge, but... They don't believe it. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> you, there has to be a level of cognitive dissonance, right? It's like everything that we do. You, You buy fast fashion, even though you know what it's doing to the environment like you've seen it Mm -hmm. and so but there has to be a level of cognitive dissonance to go okay i really like this shirt or these pants i'm gonna buy it even though i guess because it's like several steps removed from your immediate circle of life right so you're gonna be playing some of those tournaments (laughs) yeah i'll be be in there i'll be all up in there (laughs) i'll be vlogging when was the last time you went to the Property that shall not be named, <laughs> even though we named it multiple times. Um, I've walked in there a couple times to see people. But oh yeah, we went for dinner once too, like long time ago with yeah. James. I went to. <laughs> Damn you, James! Should I tell the story of when I got measured for a suit? Yeah, why not? Someone offered to uh, make me a suit, a, a fully tailored. You know, s- select the fabric out of the the fabric book, the colors and everything. And, you know, for, for free and they would give me a suit. And then, you know, the assumed agreement was hopefully I mentioned the, uh, you know, wear the suit on the vlog for some reason go to a wedding probably, and then maybe throw the name out there. Mm -hmm. 
And uh, I was like, all right, sure. I've never had a tailored suit, you know, fully selected and everything. So the guy, I think, was staying at the Venetian, him and his uh, business partner. And so I go to the, the Venetian poker room to get measured. It you was, went in the, you were measured <laughs> in the poker room? It was like, first of all, the room was, I think, a little bit bigger at the time. And there was nobody in the section where we were doing this. It was, we just needed a meeting. That is so We awkward. needed a meeting place in the casino. So what about they, I thought you said they had a suite. They didn't have a suite? Up, uh, maybe I'm I assuming. Know. Maybe okay. they didn't want me to come into their room or whatever. Yeah. But, so, I go get measured. I get the measurements done in the poker room for the suit. They're, you know, they do all the measurements. We sit down for, like, half an hour going through all the fabrics and colors and everything in the in the different... They had multiple books, right, with all these different fabrics. Okay. So, I go through all... I flip through every single fabric in there. Oh. And, like, list a few of my favorite favorites. And then he gives me some input on those and stuff and talks about, like, what's the trends these days and whatever. So I'm like, all right, cool. I'll look forward to that. And like six months go by or something, like eight months. And so I eventually like message him like, hey, uh, just curious, whatever happened with that suit? And he's like, oh, yeah, we went out of business. <laughs> it didn't work out between me and my business partner. So no suit, no suit for Andrew. No fully tailored fabric selections. One day. One day you'll One get One day I'll go back to the Venetian and get measured for my suit and then I'll get that <laughs> I'll actually get that suit. Last time I played poker at the Venetian, I don't know. It's I guess it's since before the vlog. The vlog it will have its three year anniversary next month. So it's been it's been a few years. I mean I have like played there, I guess, probably since Black Friday. So I don't know, maybe I can't really speak, but it was never really like my go to spot. And so how is your ab challenge? Hopefully you can keep that going for three years. For keep, three years. Keep the abs for three years. I don't feel strongly about that, but... Um, what is the I update think so this far, week? So far, so good. I think I'm down like seven pounds or something. Okay. Six or seven pounds. I don't know how long we've been doing this for. Three weeks, I guess. Something like that. So, yeah, that's how much we're down. And I guess still so far so good. I think I need to start uh, getting those ab exercises in. Okay. Probably start doing that. You're going to do there's every still this, day? Like, there's still this like section of like, you know, not ab-like uh, appearance <laughs> on, you know, on my stomach. Yeah. Where I don't know what to do about that. I guess we just got to stay the course, right? I think so. I don't know any other way. So, but yeah. I have to start mixing in the ab stuff. But yeah, I haven't really um, fallen off the wagon or anything like that. Good there, for you. There was one day where my weight went up like half a pound or something. <laughs> but aside from that, we've either like been steady or dropped. But been hitting the gym a lot. Yeah. Not like staying in the gym for crazy amounts of hours, but. Uh, consistently. Consistent. Yeah, consistently. Yeah. You even got a note from. The run it upstream that you were looking good. The gym, the gym results are mm -hmm. look like they're paying off. Yeah, it's always motivating. So, so far so good. Still missing those uh, Doritos though. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, I don't miss them actually. I'm pretty happy that really? we don't have chips in the house for really? a change. Oh man, I would, yeah, I'm missing them. Maybe ice, I'll even lose some weight by sushi, default. Pizza, ice cream. That's all pretty top of mind. Not gonna lie. <laughs> Well, I'm proud of you, and now you'll have to keep the listeners 
Did you did you tell your Instagram followers that you were doing an no. app challenge? No, I'm trying to not tell that many people anymore. Why? In case I fail, let let the least number of people down. <laughs> the listeners of the podcast, I'm sure, follow you on Instagram. Some of them. So they will they're appreciate. Gonna, they're going to tell Instagram on me. No, I mean, I think you have to tell. You have to keep them updated. Yeah. No, I just so. want to get like a photo at forty. A good photo. And then we'll just gorge ourselves on food the rest of the year. All right. <laughs> live our best lives. Okay. Why can't you live your best life? And, and be healthy. Yeah. I'm sure you can. I'm sure you can, but I really enjoy a good Tapatio Dorito, you know? Cool Ranch. Very close second. <laughs> deep dish, or not deep dish, but uh, Detroit style pizza. Mmm. Some ranch dressing. Mm. <laughs> Hashtag soon. soon. Yeah. So I think that's it for episode 99 of the Tells Podcast. Thank right. you so much for listening to the Tells Podcast. Mm-hmm. We appreciate you. I appreciate you more than Andrew does. Ever will. <laughs> ever, ever, ever will. Really? Yeah. And yeah, we'll see you. You don't have to ask them to subscribe, I guess. Nope. Okay. I mean, it's not like we're going to take it down. So if you want to subscribe and you haven't subscribed, go ahead and subscribe. Maybe you'll be here for season two, if there's a season two. Yeah. Um, Maybe we'll be here for season two. What, if we were to continue the podcast, Mm -hmm. what would you want it to look like? Uh, I I think it might be fun to um, reorder those microphones that you ordered and sent back. And then... No, we cannot have those microphones because you couldn't hold the microphone. I don't care. You had a problem with holding the microphone <laughs> too close to your mouth. Yeah, no. uh, whatever. I don't care. I think it would be fun to get those and do some podcasts out in the world. Um, we could like people watch and talk about them as we watch them. <laughs> I think that'd be fun. Uh, the audio find could random... be like pretty shit. Well, that's why we need the microphones. But... Uh, we could find random people to come sit in. That'd be fun. Yeah. Okay. Order the microphones. Let's do that. All right. Um, until episode 100. Thank you for listening. And yeah. we'll talk to you next week. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye.